Hello. Hello. Okay, it's working. All right. Oh my god, it already started recording. Yeah, you can just edit this out at the end. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you get some more. What? What? <laughs> oh, did you hear that? No, what was that? Okay, good. I'm glad you couldn't hear it because I don't want to. I want to make sure you can't hear outdoor noises. Okay, good. Can you hear any background noises here? No, we're good. All right, good. That's a really good connection. Damn. I know. Okay, so how do you want to start off? Um, I'll say my normal intro, and then I'll say the first guest of season two is Luca, and then you can introduce yourself however you want. Um, can't wait. Can you introduce me? Because I feel like I don't know how to introduce myself. You can say <laughs> like Luca, and then just say whatever title you want to give me, like um, artist or like um. I don't know, just like random things. And then I'll be like, hi, and then we can just jump in. <laughs> okay, sounds good. All right. Oh, people just showed up and they're going to be calling my name. Oh my God. We, my mom just backed up to like my bedroom window because she's got a bunch of stuff from Costco. Oh, farts. Oh, farts. <laughs> um, what can we do? Will she understand if you say, hey, I'm going to do a podcast and then, like, go back to yeah. the room? Okay, yeah, you no. can, yeah, go run. Now. Hold on. All right, hey. yeah, come and help. I'm in the middle of a podcast episode. Okay. Is that fine? Go ahead. Okay. 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 Do we want to redo this or we just want to, do you want me to just edit this out? You can just edit this out. Okay. All righty. Hello, lovely people. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening wherever you are in space and time. I hope that things are going well. And I hope that, you know, you're seeing the magic of existence. And if things aren't going that well for you, just know that it will pass. Oh, my God. Do you hear the background noise? Not really. Um, Kind of. Yeah. They're right next to the window and they're like shouting at each other. <laughs> Oh my lordy. <laughs> I might just explode right now. Oh, there's a dragonfly. Oh, that's a sign. It is. We just need to wait a few minutes. It's right now, I'm drinking mango nectar. Concentrate. Oh, not in my pants. I want that so bad. It's pretty good, but it smells like tomatoes. Oh, really? Yeah, it smells like baby poop. Oh, I don't know what kind of mango nectar you got. <laughs> mango nectar by Jumek. Is that the dollar store brand? Oh, I don't think so. I didn't get it at the dollar store. Hopefully not. Like what? $15 for this. So $15 for how much? 12 ounces. Oh, 12, 12 cans of it? Yeah. 12 ounces. <laughs> All right, that might be fair. What? How many ounces are in each thing? Um, it says eleven point three fluid ounces. Eleven times twelve—that's one hundred and twenty-two. That might be worth it. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, you can do math that quick. I can't even. <laughs> I kind of, I kind of can't. I just memorized my memorized my elevens. 
Oh, no wonder it tastes like poop. It says, shake gently before opening, and your girl did not shake it. Oh, probably concentrated on the bottom. Probably. Hmm. So, so I watched that documentary. They're almost done. So I watched that documentary, um, How to Change Your Mind, and I'm watching a new one called Goop, and it's like this woman oh, retreat. Oh, yeah, I love Goop. Goop. I watched yeah. that. Yeah, and it's really, really good. I'm in this- Oh, farts. They just dropped something. Um, uh, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, so this, the other psychedelic they've been talking about is MDMA, where there's no psychedelic effect. Your amygdala and your fear are, like, switched. So you rationalize it. So normally, your amygdala, your amygdala rationalizes things and makes you feel things and fear and, like, separates the emotion from the trauma. But with the amygdala and with the MDMA, it brings it together where you don't feel fear, but you can work through things. Oh, that's pretty cool. Is it like a pill or is it like a, a drop? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. a tab. It's okay. it's ecstasy. So it is chemicals, but there's no psychedelic effect. So I was thinking about it. But then I feel like I might get reliant on it. I be- Maybe that's just my fear of becoming my biological mom now. You also have to realize that um, psychedelics, LSD, and I think MDMA, I'm not totally sure, it's a non-addictive drug, so your body won't, like, have withdrawals from it, and you bo- you might become dependent on it, but I doubt that would be the case. Right. It's, like, really unlikely. That's good. But I was thinking that, like, if we did go to a concert, we should take it, but then who would be the designated driver? Dang, that's true. My mom could. Ooh, true. She could probably also get it for us. She would get it for us. We'll have to talk to Hana and see what she's up to. What's her thoughts? I told her that about that music festival, but remember, the tickets are like $400. I haven't let her know that yet, but I still want to find like a concert or something to go to. Yeah. I don't think that we would be able to do like a folk one because I remember her saying specifically that she doesn't like country and everybody thinks that that folk is country music. So it's more like banjo music. It's a different genre. No, I like folk because it sounds like poetry. Rock to me is too like fast paced. Oh, and yeah. that I think Han is more of a rock person. Maddie and Stella are both rock people too, and I just I can't vibe with them as deeply. Yeah. Hannah listens to house, um, what's it called? Something house music and kind of like EDM EDM wait, EDMR? What what is yeah. it? ED Okay. It, yeah, yeah kind of like me. Yeah, so, well, that's good then. Yeah, not too hard, I don't think. Right. Well, then we'll define something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Oh, I have a good topic. We could do it on abandonment. So, like, what abandonment means for, like, you and me. So, recently. So, yeah, here, I'll read off the text messages. Um, We're... I can hear you gulping on that mango nectar. <laughs> okay, I'll make sure not to take huge drinks while the podcast is going. That's all right. I might just giggle a little bit. I'm just like um, breathing hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he, um, I hadn't talked to him like in about a week, and then he texts me. Um, he said hi. I said, um, hey, whoa, and like. You know when you like H E W I H just see feed matched energy, and yeah. he just said, um, 
made me giggle and I said good how was your day and he says I've been a bit lazy recently lol but I've just needed some time to open up my mind for those days and I said why do you feel bad for being lazy and I he said I don't know I've just been so used to being productive and I don't know if this job service serves me sir he said services me but that's not right serves me anymore it's hard being a human and to be forced to work lol and I said if you're feeling like the job doesn't serve you anymore probably likely it doesn't what about doing band life I mean, what about doing wildlife firefighting on the West Coast or working a seasonal hiking booth on the East Coast? And yes, I entirely agree, LMAO, we're not made to work. He says, I would love to do those things, LOL, but there are some problems like my family needing help with money and this job is a great opportunity. So basically, he was saying, he was frustrating me. And also, I, I'll get to the part of like abandonment. Um, he was just saying like, I... I don't like my job. I don't want to work it anymore. But the only reason I have to work is because I have to take care of my family. And so I had voice memos saying, like, I know it's hard to, like, not focus on fam. Like, we always try to put family first because that's what we've been told. Like, we only have family. But you can't do that. We didn't come here in this human existence to take care of others. We came here to take care of ourselves. And even if that seems selfish, it's selfless to take care of yourself first because we're taught to take care of others first. And... I said you would get paid for going to the West Coast and firefighting um, for wildfires. And he said that that like made him inspired to like do that. And so then I was just like, maybe you can find another area of income where you can do what you love and you can get other income that's like passive where you are doing some kind of online thing that you don't have to work at every single day. And he says, thank you. That really means a lot because I have been really helping my family a lot. But yeah, I'm not really trying to overshare, but I he already makes six figures apparently jesus christ yeah so that's i'm frustrated with him so he tells me that he's worried about money so he has to work a job he does not like and then he says that he's almost making six figures that's like a hundred thousand dollars but does he have to give half of that to his family i don't know but that's ridiculous if he's if he does because his dad abandoned him his mom has a job and has a husband so that's ridiculous if he has to take care of them and his sister just got married and has a husband and they both have a paying job yeah I think it just has to do with setting boundaries also because when you are abandoned young as a child your boundaries become weak because if you feel like you're not extending yourself to other people other people are going to end up leaving you and I know for me, that has to do with people pleasing because I don't want anyone to abandon me again. Mm, that's a really good point. Yeah. So that's probably is what's happening for him. But um, he says that makes it hard to run away from such a good job. It's so difficult sometimes when we are not taught that those earthly desires just don't help you with the path of your soul. And then he just said he is like appreciative of me. And I said, sounds like you just need to find out how you want to manage your time between things and happy to help. But yeah, that does sound like the case. Yeah, it is for for abandonment for me. It is I get really hard on people when they don't see their potential. For whatever reason, it pisses me off. Like, for instance, um, this wave program with Stella, maybe you can see how this like comes off. And then you can maybe we can talk about this in a podcast, like without using names and see how you've noticed it about other people or about yourself. Okay, so. Stella with the whole wave program, Stella's dependent on her parents to make the decision. So um, Stella kept putting it off. My mom talked to Stella that night because Stella spent the night and we were all like sitting down in the living room 
and so Stella's on the couch and mom's just like has Hallie told you about the wave program and Stella's like yeah and my mom's like yeah we went this morning and Stella's like oh cool and then we were telling all the pros of it and how there's not really necessarily any cons if you just want to graduate and if we're not getting an associate's degree anyhow what's the point of staying at ECA and Stella just starts like kind of breaking down having like a manic episode because that's too really? much yeah Stella's just like that's too much for me to handle and I'm like you're doing so much more less you're doing so much less work and so I was like well my parents aren't gonna let me Stella's parents will allow them and so Stella called her mom the next morning and um I was just like what did your mom say and so I was just like well my mom thinks I'm gonna be too stressed out over it I'm like you don't have tests until the until you want to graduate you only have to do three classes instead of seven of them you get to graduate early you get to do whatever you want you can work more like you're wanting to and so I'm getting so frustrated and this morning um Stella had a meeting with our core advisor and I slept in during it so I didn't go to it but I have one probably tomorrow and I'm like so how did the meeting go and Stella's like I didn't tell Mr. Priest Mr. Priest is a core advisor I didn't tell him about it and I was just like so you had a meeting for that exact thing, but you never told him about the wave program and how you want to quit because you're relying on me now to figure it out for you and tell him the bad news that we're leaving ECA. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, also, I don't want you to go only go to the wave program because you're reliant on me. I want you to go because you really want to go. Yeah. I have a question though. Like mm-hmm. if she, or if they don't end up doing mm-hmm. the wave program, how are you going to get to the class that you have to do like once a week or something? My parents will take me. Okay, that's good. Yeah, do I'm not you, really... What? Do you think maybe... First off, like, I feel... Stella is going to end up doing what, I guess, their program to do and what they feel safe doing. And sometimes people, like we said before, feel safe within the chaos of stuff. And... Right then when they have the opportunity to do something that sounds safer to them a lot of people think it's a scam I guess and they think something's gonna happen or it's never gonna be that easy like it's not that simple to get things done Mm -hmm. and so I think that's where the illusion comes in but also if Stella feels that they need to go to college even if they don't like it I think that is probably their personal journey with doing that and it's also not your job to make people feel like they have to go after their potential because a lot of people even though it sucks their purpose isn't meant to like go after their dreams and I know that sounds depressing but a lot of people have soul work to do within the humanness of things Mm, that's a really good point yeah yeah and it sucks yeah kind of just noticing people that like you do care about kind of just like waste their time and Mm -hmm. not willing to step into their well Stella doesn't even want to go to college but they're more stressed out about leaving a new an old school that doesn't really serve them yeah but they're not going to pass the classes and that's the thing is Stella so stressed out like Stella had a breakdown at her house like three weeks ago where they like sat on the floor and like cried in our living room and which is completely fine like I don't I'm not gonna do for crying but the whole reason with that was over school and Mm -hmm. now there's an opportunity to get out of the stressful school that we're at and to pass classes that we can get done with in three months instead of seven months and now Stella doesn't want to take that opportunity and I'm just like you don't want to go to college you just want to become an artist 
and I will help you do that. But this is the next step to doing that. And you already are so stressed out with school that it's not, you know, then you're going to rely on me and tell me I'm the bad person for leaving you. And that's not okay. Yeah. And also one other thing is if they do end up feeling sad that you left them, you're giving them an opportunity right now to like jump on board with you. And if they're not willing to take that leap, then I feel like that's on them. But also I feel like you have unresolved trauma around Stella blaming you. Like, was it two years ago or three or one year ago where they said that they, the only reason they were alive was because of you. And I feel like Stella, that was like another version of them. You know what I mean? I don't think that they'd do that again to you. And I think that might be stopping you from setting boundaries with Stella, maybe. See, I set the boundaries, but Stella's thing that they've been taught is to not, like, to not be willing to have hard conversations. So I had that boundary setting where I told them the things that, are really frustrating when they do like they hate being called stupid and they'll start crying when somebody else calls them stupid and I hate being called stupid but Stella will call me stupid so it's just like I don't like when you do that and you know your older sister is very mean and chaotic and bipolar and sometimes you pull that on me and it makes me feel very unsafe and Stella basically just sent something back saying I don't know what to say and then the next day they wanted to give me a hug and I gave them a hug but they weren't willing to talk about what happened Yeah, and that's somebody else's, like, personal journey because I know from Mm. past experiences when either, like, my mom would call me stupid or something, it's, like, a hormonal imbalance that they can't control, and Mm. I know deep down they want to, like, reflect on it and acknowledge it in a healthy way, but they literally just don't know how to do it, and there will become – there will come a time when they're able to actually express – their needs and express like their apologies to you and to people but right now I feel like they're unable to do that and it has nothing to do with like you I feel like it's just the hormonal imbalance and I guess I don't want to say like mental illness because it's nothing's like a mental illness all has to do with like the nervous system being shocked and things like that but some people truly just are not able to apologize and acknowledge things in a healthy way right yeah yeah it's always just so difficult to see people again that you care about not live up to their potential when you can see that they need to take that one more step to you know be more compassionate for themselves or yeah to you know step into the life that they want but they're so ingrained in their mind that they're not worthy of happiness that mm-hmm. they even if it only takes one more step they will manipulate that situation so they don't get that last step and so it takes them 10 more steps and then they feel yeah. like collapsing because they didn't take that last step they needed to to fulfill something and it all has to do with like self-sabotage also because yeah. the moment your ego mind starts realizing that you're bettering yourself and you're starting to feel worthy of something something is going to happen emotionally where you feel like oh this is dangerous I've never experienced this healthy type of situation before it's unsafe for me and a lot of people don't think they're worthy of experiencing what they're actually passionate about 
Mm -hmm. And then they have to fall back on what they're used to. Yeah. I was just listening to that in your last podcast episode. I was wondering if you wanted to talk about that some more on here, but Mm -hmm. yeah. Are your parents done with Costco? (laughs) Yeah, I think they should be. All right. I'm going to cancel this. this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to send you a new one. Okay. Sounds good. All right.